This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. Diabetes Sisters, a world in which women are fully empowered to effectively manage their diabetes. I know this is a loaded question, but I feel like it's one that has been on my mind for a minute. It is something that I've thought about, honestly, for the past two years now. And that question is, should I stop sharing what type of diabetes I have? And on one hand, I could see how it's absolutely necessary. And I'm not saying that I will never share what type of diabetes I have. Obviously, treatment is based on the variant or the version that I have. I, I, I think I just don't want to, I don't like saying type anymore. It just has caused so much drama. But I have been considering it and I've passively not said, you know, which version of diabetes I've had. Not intentionally, it just came out that way because living with type two, there's a lot of stigma, obviously. And sometimes it's not even people immediately shaming you or guilting you or whatever. It's seeing the look of surprise on people's faces. It's seeing that there is, you can just see people's wheels turning in their head of, oh, you have this type of diabetes. And and, and not to say that I'm, I know everything that everybody's thinking in that moment. Obviously, I don't. But watching that take place is weird. So I'm gonna dive into this. Forgive me, my allergies are just not being nice, but I really want to talk about this because these are some feelings that I've had for a minute. And I'm just curious if we took away, at least in conversation, the typing system and only left it necessary for uh, medical treatment. I wonder what things would be like. Now, obviously, it's not easy to just suddenly stop saying, I have type 1, I have type 2, I have type whatever. But, I don't know, I just wondered, for right now, does it even matter for me to share if I have type 2? Like, I've just found myself naturally saying, I have diabetes. And then going from there, and if someone asks, then I say, I take uh, oral-based medication and a weekly shot. I don't know. Let's dive into that. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight, your Nobia source for thriving with diabetes. What's up? I'm Taylor Danielle, and it's my goal to help millennials living with diabetes have an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, and I had no one around my age to understand how I could still travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset perspective and lifestyle changes that are unique to you, together, we can take back our health and our lives. Consider this the red table talk for those living with diabetes. Eesh. Minus the entanglements though. So let's do it. All right, I've given this some thought and my feelings around it is not to try to make anybody uncomfortable or try to fly under the radar and be seen as something I'm not. I've been in conversations with, with random people about this, and I remember someone saying to me, well, there's a huge difference between someone with type 1 who needs to take insulin and someone with type 2 who just needs to eat better. 
right? And those ignorant statements happen, and they will continue to happen until there's clarity and understanding, because I ended up saying back to this person, it's like, there are people with type 2 who take insulin. There are people with a type called Modi that could be on either side, where they're taking oral-based medication, or they might have to take insulin. And it's nothing to do with their lifestyle that caused their diabetes. It is a genetically passed down version. Look it up. And so the surprise and shock from people in those moments is where I'm facing this idea of maybe we should just not, maybe we should just only share that we have diabetes and the type of medical assistance we may need. Especially when I've been hearing about horror stories in the hospital. Like, I'm so nervous that I may ever end up in the hospital and I can't speak for myself and I can't say I'm a medication-based person living with diabetes, meaning do not give me insulin. The idea that someone either won't or will suddenly give you insulin just because they hear the word diabetes and that may or may not be your best form of treatment, that freaks me out. It, it really does. It really, these are people who are supposed to trust to make decisions for you that's for your, your best health and for you to get better. So I've just been having all of these different thoughts about what if I just did an experiment, South by Southwest is going on right now and I'm out there networking, doing the things and what if I just had diabetes? And I will say, I don't want this to seem like this is a a Debbie Downer of a conversation. I have had very positive conversations with people and I've just said, hey, I've, you know, I live with diabetes. And someone's like, oh, okay, what's your, what's your type of treatment? And I really appreciated how they approached that question. And I'm not going to assume anything, but I do understand that not every type of diabetes is treated the same. And I've noticed this from people who have some form of direct or indirect contact with somebody with it. So I will say I, I feel, you know, that not immediately saying what type, unless medically necessary, makes sense. And I think for those who don't live with diabetes, I think that's a great way to be a part of that conversation but not make any assumptions is, oh, okay, you live with diabetes. May I ask what you know, form of treatment that you use? Because then you don't want to base everything off type. It's just, I'm just understanding how you get by every day or how you uh, manage every day. And if I answer, oh, I'm a regular, uh, I have to take regular injections of insulin, but there's still no assumption of types because, again, there's multiple types that can be on insulin. It's not just type 1. There's multiple types that can be on medication base. It's not just type twos. And because I feel like because I now know of the existence of other types of diabetes, especially like when I learned about Modi and 3C, I personally feel like it's my responsibility to start helping foster these changes in conversation and being an example of, hey, here's a way to have communication about diabetes that isn't assumption-based.
And this is a great way to engage with somebody with diabetes and not guilt them or shame them or make them feel whatever. And that you might learn that there is a lot more to living with diabetes than than just sugar and stuff. Now, I will say, I had a conversation earlier this week, and I just casually mentioned it. And it led to this overpouring of, oh, I hate sugar. Like, I've been trying to cut it out and all this stuff like that. And again, you have to use your better judgment here. And I get where they were coming from and why they were sharing it in that way. But at the same time, it was just kind of cool. Like, it's not, it's not just about sugar. And that's where I just realized there's still so much that people don't fully understand. And, you know, I wouldn't trip in. Like, there, there's just some interactions that you have that just, this isn't one of those moments to be sensitive about that. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, you saying that you hate sugar, what is that supposed to mean to me? I don't hate sugar. I recognize what sugar does. I recognize how sugar has been treated in, at least here in the U.S., in terms of it's basically our, our number one legal drug. But I don't hate it. I like sugar. I like candy. I like sweets. I just would appreciate if we had better levels of scrutiny in our food system instead of being so bent on creating the cheapest processed food for money's sake than to actually create something for the health of our nation. Yeah, it's interesting. It's something that, like I said, I've found myself indirectly doing it. I've found myself not saying it. But I have found myself in conversations as we go along saying that, hey, I live with, with type 2 diabetes and this is what I do and blah, blah, blah. I'm very open about scanning my arm. I haven't been hiding it. I do it right in front of people. And it's on my phone, so it's not like there's full understanding unless someone can see my phone screen. But it's just, I wonder if we really started to strip away types, what happened? Because now if I see somebody with an insulin pump, I don't, my mind doesn't immediately go to, you have type 1. And I get it, assumptions are sometimes hard to not lean into when there are physical signs that, you know, in the past would say, oh, this is clearly somebody who lives with type 1 diabetes. And I don't know, you know, I'll have to, have, have to ask my friends who live with Lada if they care about that distinction, since it's a, a later version of type 1, and they call it type 1.5, right? But again, I know that there are people who have other types of diabetes that take insulin, and some decide to do pumps, some decide to do, you know, their own injections, things like that. So I'm just curious. I'm just curious of what it would be like if we just walked around and interacted and if it came up of, yeah, I live with diabetes. And I'm probably going to continue to test that this week as I navigate South By and talk more people about the show and get more involved in some of the health discussions that are happening this year at it. But I think it's something that I don't know, I think everybody should consider it. I, again, I, I only see the typing system being valuable in actual treatment or in a medical emergency of, I need you to know that not only do I live with diabetes, but I am insulin-based. Here's, here's what happens. I typically have my partner 
with me a lot of times. Not a lot of times, but this is the first South by that he's not there like that because he has to work. And I've had to tell some of the friends that I'm spending a good portion of the week with of, hey, here's where emergency stuff is. Here's where you can get this. And here's where, how to do this. Here's the passcode to my phone. If you need to scan my arm or if you need to prick my finger, here's my manual meter. I didn't, it's always weird once you start to have to explain that to somebody who's never really had to deal with that before. And I'm grateful. I told them like, I, I don't want you to feel responsible for me, but if something were to happen, just know that this is where to find those things. Now, one of them is a respiratory therapist. So she's worked in the hospital. She's dealt with all types of patients in the ER and stuff like that. I, I feel safe in that if something were to happen, she, she knows how to stay calm and, and make moves in those situations. But again, it's, I, don't, I don't want my friends to feel responsible for taking care of something that they're not used to monitoring on a regular basis. And I had a great conversation with a guest, actually, and I can't wait for you all to hear the episode. Stay tuned for that. About not feeling bad when diabetes is happening. <laughs> I think that's the best way I can say it. When I'm having a low, not shying away from my friends or family who, who doesn't live with it and being like, oh, I don't want to burden you with this. And I know especially as a woman, that's something that is often a thought that we have or often something that we're trying so hard not to be is I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to cause problems. I don't want to uh, slow anybody down. And better handling the idea or that or the reality that if I was a burden to the people that I call friends and things like that, they probably wouldn't still be my friends. They probably wouldn't be around. They probably would somehow find ways to exit stage left in my life. So if they're here, I'm not a burden. And oftentimes the people around us most really do want to support us. And they're not necessarily taking on responsibility they're simply offering grace and space for you to have that moment all right and I, I have to constantly remember this that wanting support and wanting help doesn't mean that they're taking on your problem it just means that they are giving you something to lean on while you try to to tackle it that's something that i've been i've been doing my best to be more appreciative about but also not to say those statements of oh you don't need to worry about that you don't need to do this because that's conditioning them that they don't and I know for those of us living with this we we can sometimes find routine and almost like this unspoken maintenance like when you brush your teeth or whatever like it, it those actions that don't feel like they're important sometimes because you do it so much all the time and, and sometimes without thought that how could it be something that's worth having to to ask someone else to think about but you never know and so I've been trying to do a lot better of not not downplaying I think we especially in the type 2 world it feels like the severity of what diabetes could mean for us is downplayed and I had to pause to talk to you about a service that I've actually been using that service is 9am health 
9 a.m. Health is a virtual diabetes clinic that makes it so easy to manage without having to leave my house. I'm talking A1C labs done from home, medication shipped directly to your house, having your own diabetes care specialist who helps you with all of the little things that go in between management, things like helping with food or lifestyle changes or changing certain habits. They will support you in all of that. It is so much cheaper than what I was paying with insurance. So I'm really grateful for 9am Health and everything that they're providing in order to make someone like myself have an easier time with diabetes care management because we all know it can be really challenging, but to know that I can text, call, or send them a message on the online app in order to get support. And I don't know about you, but trying to take off time from work to go to the doctor, having to sit in the waiting room for 30 minutes only to meet with your doctor for five. It's just such an archaic experience and I really feel that 9am Health changes all of that. Would love for you to try it out. Click the link in the show notes and tell them I sent you. Being diagnosed with diabetes is definitely a challenge. Add to that the ups and downs of being a woman and it gets even more complicated. That's where a community like Diabetes Sisters steps up. The Diabetes Sisters has an educational platform and support system where we can get together and talk about the things that we experience. It's for women of all ages and stages and for all types of diabetes. What I love about Diabetes Sisters is they have a wealth of knowledge on their blog, on their forums, but they even have community support through pods where I can actually meet up with local women and have in-person conversations or virtual conversations to talk about the things that we go through. It's a great place for sisterhood and community. I appreciate that it's their mission to improve the health and quality of life for women with diabetes and to advocate on their behalf. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about how you can get involved. And thank you, Diabetes Sisters, for sponsoring this episode and for supporting and advocating for women everywhere. I'm trying to do my best not to do that of, no, this is serious, especially when you have big events and stuff going on. Like, I still have to really pay attention to what's going on to me. I have to really be in tune with what's going on with my body. Hell, my body had a whole situation earlier this week where I thought I was going to pass out. And it wasn't because of blood sugar. I don't know. You know, like, I had to, to run through my checklist. Not downplaying how serious diabetes is for me in my life and to my support system and not taking the things that I do to manage and making it seem insignificant because that's conditioning my support system around me to think, oh, yeah, that's not even, we don't even need to worry about that. Why are we even tripping about that? I'm not even going to pay attention to, like, you acting like this, even though that might be a sign of you having a low or, or whatever. I can't wait for you to hear that guest episode. It's going to be great. Yeah, I think... I, I don't know. I, I'm going to keep playing with this. I'm going to keep seeing how conversations go and just by saying diabetes only and seeing what happens with that and playing around with consciously saying I live with type 2 diabetes and seeing what comes out of that and just making notes on that because I I don't know, especially now that there's better language coming out. I try to refrain from saying diabetic, you know, nowadays because I do get it. I'm not diabetes. <laughs> so why would I use a term that refers to me in that? I'm trying to keep it PC as much as I can. I'm not perfect. I will not get it perfect, so I'm a slip. But as someone who lives with it, I can see value in 
kind of tearing down the barrier of types and using the typing system as a way to communicate how to manage or treat, right? So if I'm conscious enough to be like, hey, I live with diabetes, the type 2 is the version that I have, so I don't need insulin. Or I, I live with a type, I live with a version of type 2 diabetes that does not require insulin because type 2 can very well take insulin. And that's also why the 1s, 2s, 3Cs, and Modis and all this stuff like that, it starts to get really confusing because at the point that a type 2 could have either or, Modi could have either or, 3C, I'm not very clear on. I got to do a bit more digging and I would love to have a guest on who lives with type 3C to to get some more insight. Um, but a lot of type 1, there's no either or. And so that's why I, I do understand sometimes what keeping the typing system makes sense because with one, there there isn't really an either or. I don't know. I'm going to experiment, but I would love to know y'all's thoughts on how you feel about the typing system. Should we still use it in everyday exchanges or should it only be used or mentioned when it's in terms of medical treatment or like a medical situation is, you know, come up and they need to know how to treat? Because there does feel like this underlining divide in the community with that and as human beings in general we have the tendency to throw around my heart is a lot worse than your heart and so that makes your heart irrelevant so you can't sit here and have this conversation because you don't know what it's like blah 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 blah. and I definitely feel like we have got to respect the struggles and difficulties and journeys for each individual because I'm a firm believer that the things that we come up against, we we wouldn't go through them if we weren't built to make it through them. There are things that people go through that I hear about that I've never experienced in my life. And I don't know if I ever will. I don't know if I want to. And it's because I recognize that this is one of those things that man, I don't know how I would have been able to handle that. I don't know if I could handle that. So the fact that you went through that and fought and came out on top, like, kudos to you. Because that struggle might not have been meant for me. And we definitely have to do better about not not making people feel bad for their journeys because it doesn't seem on the surface as hard as yours or hard, as hard as someone else's. Or you know, There's always somebody who is worse off. There's always somebody who's better off than you are. And I think just respecting where people are at is all that matters. And that's where I feel the types system I could feel, I feel like could sometimes take a back seat. Because the common denominator is diabetes. And I feel like I can safely say we all know what it's like to have a really bad low or to be high and try your best to do everything you can to bring it down. And it's not working. Because I used to feel weird about like when I interact with people who were insulin based like hey at least you can take insulin to bring your your numbers down if you're really high I don't really have that option I just have to sit with it or go for a walk or drink an insane amount of water or whatever and then I realized how wrong I was in that because I know plenty of people who take insulin 
and they'll correct and whatever and they'll still be high all day and they don't know why and all the stuff like that. It's just one of those things that we all know what that experience is like to have a really shitty day with diabetes. Why muddle that with my type of diabetes is harder than your type of diabetes. I think that's not, that's besides the point and I would love to see those barriers come down and the only time that it even matters is when it's between you and medical professionals of, hey, what I take is the type of medication that I need for me and mine in order to manage diabetes the best that I can. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of down with not bothering to tell people my type and just speak to my management style of, yeah, medication-based person living with diabetes and see how that goes. But yeah, y'all let me know. Hop on the weekly feedback post and tell me what you think about that. I, I really want to have a discussion about this because you see a lot of a lot going on with the president addressing like insulin prices and all that stuff like that. And I care about that just as much as someone who does take it. You know what I mean? And so I feel like the problems of one person living with diabetes is, is a problem for all of us. If medication is especially something like insulin is going to be so overpriced. Oh, y'all should see the cost of my, my oral medication. So it's one of those things where Perfect. I'm just, I want to see this be more of a unified thing than, than constantly keeping these labels that are really only there to just help understand what level of treatment you should have. That's my TED Talk for today. These are just thoughts that I've been having. But yeah, let me know what you think. And we'll be back Thursday with a really cool guest. I'm excited for that. Until then, I know I've been quiet on the gram just because I've been in South by stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to share what I can of all of the craziness that is South by Southwest. It's, I'm very glad that it's back. But I'm really excited for some of the stuff that's going to come out of it. Some of the sessions and things that I'm going to that's talking more about our healthcare system and the wellness space in general. Yeah, I'm excited. But until then, I will catch you guys next week. See ya.